everyone. This is Cherry. And this is Kat. And you're listening to Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Kat. Still no catchphrase. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today we are talking about Jordan Peele's Nope from 2022. I'm going to try not to hit that P that hard next time. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as we always start with a spoiler-free synopsis, um, which is a little of a struggle for some reason with this one. So we have a brother and a sister who have recently, I guess inherited would be the right word, inherited their horse ranch farm. Uh, they have like a horse training business from their father. Um, and in trying to deal with their grief, they basically discover that there is an alien or an alien ship in the sky above where they live. And uh, from there, things go awry done that's really not a spoiler because you see the alien in the poster (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go ah yeah i went into this with absolutely no idea what it was about like i hadn't seen (laughs) a single trailer or poster or nothing i just knew there was jordan peele movie coming out called nope so i went in as spoiler free as a a person can get can get yeah if you hadn't even seen the poster (laughs) no i hadn't i just because i was in japan and like or i was prepping for japan when when everything came out and you know they just don't have much of it didn't have any you know any kind of a release over here yeah um, that i know of so yeah, it was a total mystery to me going into this. <laughs> the poster is like a, a ranch. You know, you can tell it's like a farm or a ranch. So you've got their house and there's kind of an open field and the hill. And then there's just a cloud and a clear sky with the like um, that set of flags, like rainbow flags hanging out. That's the poster. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you're oh, like, wow. oh, clearly <laughs> something's happening. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the spoilers? Oh, wait. So from here. If you have not seen this movie yet, um, which you can, it's totally streaming in places. I don't know. Um, <laughs> then pause this episode here. Go and watch the movie. It's a very good movie. You should definitely watch it. Uh, and then when you are done watching the movie, come back to this podcast and listen to the rest. Because from here, we are going to spoil the heck out of this movie. In That's three, right. two, one. All right. There we go. All right. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with our spoilered synopsis uh which is that gosh i don't even know um there's a lot that happens in this one i'd have to say yes you know so (laughs) that we have a brother and sister duo who are running this ranch after their father has died as a side effect of having this ufo hanging out above their (laughs) uh above their house and they manage to use their horse training their movie horse training expertise Mm -hmm. to uh, coax what is actually a giant like sky stingray jellyfish (laughs) into being photographed so that they can recoup some of the lost loss of their horses which keep getting eaten by this creature yes and along the way, an entire theme park of people gets eaten. That is the short. That is the sh- that is the short version of the plot. Absolutely, that is the whole plot. There's also like some filmmaker. I don't know. It's very like. It feels like a movie that Jordan Peele was like. I have about twelve things to say, and I'm going to put them all in one movie, even if mm-hmm. a lot of them maybe would be better in separate movies. <laughs> and I think. 
because there's so much going on, I enjoyed the movie. I, I can't say it wasn't a successful movie, but I don't know that it's a very good horror movie. Agreed. I don't think it is. You know, it's, yeah. I enjoy the movie, but it's not really, I mean, it, and it definitely has horrific moments. Like, oh man, that blood house. That blood, <laughs> what I, ma'am. <laughs> For me, it was the, the, when the, not the amusement park, but when those, the whole group of people are taken. Oh my like, God. I was so claustrophobic for them. <laughs> just I terrifying. didn't realize that crushing balloon death was on my list of fears, but, but it is. It is. It is. It is. Terrifying. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it's, it's kind of a silly death, but it's, <laughs> it's shot in a really horrifying way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it for a third time to record this yesterday, I was like, I, this doesn't get easier. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the thing. And this is this is quite quite spoilery. Um, so at the very beginning, we get a very nice, scary, sad death with the death of their father. You mm-hmm. know, that over the ranch, a bunch of things start falling. And it's inorganic material, a lot of metals, because that's what the creature can't digest, right? That's yes. what we find out later. Yeah. So there's... Nickels, I think a nickel is what kills the father. I think so, it goes yeah. through his eye, which is mm-hmm. great velocity. And there's a house key that gets embedded in a horse's flank. Mm-hmm. There's just all kinds of like bits that came from the sky. And the same thing happens later on when it eats that there's 40 odd people from the theme park. Yes. And so we understand now that this is stuff that came from a bunch of people where did these people come from? So that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think we ever know because there will, there are now, of course, in my like second watch and then my third watch, obviously now that you know, you pick up things that you didn't pick up the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even at this very first scene, when we now know that the creature is basically like pooping for lack of a better word, before the material starts coming down, you hear like a kind of sound and you know in hindsight that that's people screaming as they're being digested because we hear that exact sound multiple other times in the movie including when he takes the like way spoiler he takes the like cameraman the documentarian up we hear him screaming all the way in and so it's like where did these people come from and how come the news doesn't there's nothing about it on the news until the amusement park people yes. are eaten. And we know that because he had been advertising for this like family and friends thing. Yeah. And so word had got out, he was having this event and then everybody from the event goes missing. But like- Right, but where where did all these people, because there's a bunch of shit falls from the sky. And one yeah. of them happens to kill the father just because he was unfortunately in a bad spot looking up. Yeah. But- that means that multiple people should have gone missing relatively close to the area and should have been on the news because there's like, they use the news reports along the way to tell the story in Mm -hmm. a way that seems like OJ and M watch the news regularly. Yes. Right. (laughs) So that's very strange. Um, Okay. So uh, we have, oh my gosh, Steve Young. Who who is he playing? 
What is his name? What is the guy's name? Remember. <laughs> I mean, Glenn, but not Glenn. Uh, funny story. Do you know who Jesse Plemons is? Yes. So Jesse Plemons, I know that he's in things. And I did look up a picture of him as a teenager. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, he looks vaguely familiar. Uh, <laughs> but I can't think of anything I've seen of him in it recently, except Antlers. <laughs> we <watched> Antlers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we watched Antlers. <laughs> so Jesse Plemons is like, I don't know. He keeps getting replaced by POC, uh, which I think is very funny. That is. He... Because he was originally, he was a top contender for Finn. He was like top top three finalists for Finn before it went wow. to John Boyega. And then he was supposed to be Steve Young's character. It's, um, the name is Ricky Park or Jupe? Jupe, okay, yeah. So he's yeah, supposed they call him to, Jupe. he was originally Jupe. Huh, okay. And uh, he dropped it so he could go do a Scorsese film. And then they okay. cast Steve Young, and it is such a better. I, I can't even imagine it with Jesse Plemons because, like, I can't. I Steve. First of all, Steve Young is great, but but second of all, like, I him being Asian is just such like it had such impact for me in the script. <laughs> uh -huh. But maybe it was unintentional. It had to be unintentional if it was originally meant to go to Jesse Plemons. But like this, Steve Young's character, Jupe, really, really wanting this this alien to like accept him and to be special mm -hmm. and him having the like showboat super strict white wife like john and kate very yes. felt very john and kate plus eight you know <laughs> there was just so much of him wanting to like assimilate and him being on this show and trying to feel like chosen and special and blend in with like the white family like oh there was just it was so good with the parallel with the alien Mm -hmm. With him just like constantly thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm the special POC. Like I'm the one that's going to get accepted. I'm the one that's going to be, and it just would have not worked with a if white it been Jesse Plemons. male <laughs> It wouldn't have worked with Jesse Plemons. It would have been annoying. And I like that he's good looking, you know, Stephen is very good looking um, because he is like, it's that, I don't know, like secondary male lead sy syndrome, you know, where he's like, yeah. you're not quite good enough to be the the full on, but you really think you're the main character. <laughs> that is so good. It was such a good casting choice. And it absolutely shocked me when I was looking up trivia about this, that it wasn't intentional at all. Wow. I definitely thought it was. Yes. He just wants to be accepted and loved by and and like okay so when oj brings lucky mm -hmm. to be sold after lucky fucks up the photo shoot or whatever and as they're having the conversation oj brings up hey you know i'd really like to move towards repurchasing some of the horses i've had to sell i've had to sell you like 10 horses but i you know i really want them back at some point yeah. <laughs> and steve young does this great thing where he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like this, this like very hesitant. Yeah, uh -huh. and we we know later it's because he he gave those fucking horses to the aliens. He's been feeding that. He's been feeding the horses. Right, he's been he, feeding the alien horses. He doesn't seem to know that the mm -hmm. alien is a creature eating something. He seems to think. Oh, right, right, right. That it's a UFO beaming up. Yes, the horse horses into for the some sky. reason. And he does seem it's like 
it, I really do buy that his character is naive and optimistic enough to think that maybe the horses are okay. Or would he, he literally invites M and OJ to come yes. see the aliens eat a horse. And he thinks that they're going to watch Lucky get beamed up and that they're going to be perfectly okay with that. And they're uh -huh. going to think it's great. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, is this That's what you've been so doing cool. horses? <laughs> we are so behind this. Let me get you way more horses to feed yes. us. Like, All of our father's hard work just. <laughs> I, but I like, I genuinely believed it. And I feel like maybe if it had been a white character, it would have been like sort of a, you know, white privilege taking, taking the things that, you know, Mm -hmm. people have worked for really hard and for granted kind of thing but i i felt like having an asian actor play it just really made it feel like absolutely it's exploitation but he doesn't think so right he thinks that they're on the same level he thinks yeah man i couldn't get ahead of hollywood either yeah you know like the same he really thinks that this is like the same thing I, I don't know. I just really, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. But and then, then I also really enjoyed him getting eaten. Like I, I liked that whole arc. He was because he was so. You see the whole as he you know. First of all, the alien comes early that day, and we know it's because it is pissed off by OJ and M. Like it is angry, right? But he doesn't know. So he comes early. He's like, oh, it's coming early. It's giving us a show, and he's like. But the the realization on his face as it starts to like come over like where they are and the fact that the horse didn't run out and you see him his whole thought press uh, process of oh shit maybe this wasn't a good idea and then right before they're all like sucked up yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that uh I do I appreciate that uh, Jordan Peele cast Asian kids to play the children same mm -hmm. yeah I liked that that was good. <laughs> always appropriate that um steve young's no jupe's whole backstory led me down a rabbit hole listen i i did I not know i think <laughs> the strongest the strongest criticism of this movie is that it's three different movies which i do agree you know we have the movie with oj and m we have the movie about jupe and his backstory with gordon mm -hmm. and then we have this weird thing with the filmmaker and i gotta tell you out of the three I feel like you could have really picked two and had a stronger movie. And I didn't need the Hollywood auteur filmmaker side story. I honestly just yeah. didn't need him. I didn't need him at all. Like from, from the phone call to him showing up because it's completely a useless plot line. Like he makes this camera from scratch that can capture this thing. They have this elaborate plot so that he can capture the shot you know it gets interrupted by the tmz guy which i really hated i really hated that part because up until this part you're having parody and satire only works to a certain extent do mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and when you get a tmz guy and he's like he he doesn't have a face he'll never take his helmet on he'll he'll break his leg and just yell get my camera get my camera i was like okay come on come on man like the, <laughs> it was so ham-handed like it was so ham-handed it, it, at no point is he like, please help me. And then he's like, oh, but get my camera too. Do you know what I mean? That would have been yeah. much funnier. <laughs> Instead, he's just like, camera, 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 camera. He sounds like a parrot. I'm like, there's no, and there was no point to having him. And actually I felt very, it was very like pointed. And I felt like maybe Jordan Peele was showing his ass a little bit. Like, I get it, man. Like you're famous and people hound you. I, I, we know, 
we know <laughs> we know I'm sorry it sucks but like yeah okay we got it uh but and then the filmmaker just goes to he's like oh I'm crazy and into art so I'm just gonna go get eaten with all the film and get it destroyed like yeah. then the entire that entire half hour is pointless except that it's a, some cool action scenes I think that for pacing wise even though the action scenes are really cool it needed to be cut if you cut it it would have been an hour and a half long really good movie I think but mm -hmm. as it is it's a two hour pretty okay movie <laughs> and it doesn't I can't figure out like what the message would be like clearly the message between with with at least we, there's some combination of the backstory of Jupe and Gordy and then this whole plot with OJ and M is essentially mm -hmm. that like, I think it's, is it OJ who says something about like, that in the end, a wild animal is always a wild animal or something yeah. like that, that like you can't like control or train this thing. Like it's still a wild animal, which is what happened with Gordy was that yeah. like, no matter how trained he was, he was still, and the same thing with the alien. And so at least those plot lines have like a similar like theme going, but mm -hmm. like, I was like, I don't know. He I don't know what this to... guy's theme is. Is he yeah. is he like an animal? He's not really like because we can't even be like oh he's like a National Geographic because he we meet him at a like a commercial or something. So I don't know <laughs> somewhere it's in like, there. I I mean I get it. He wanted to do. I feel like he had this really strong idea about like exploitation in film and like the parallels between like people and animals and like you know un how uncontrollable both can be sometimes like I, yes. I really liked that theme but then I felt like he was like I, I'm, I'm a little worried I gotta tell you because even though I didn't dislike this movie at all it was kind of bloated and there's almost always a point at which directors and I can't even say this about just male it used to be just male directors but now Greta Gerwig is showing her ass too um where directors will get to a certain power level right mm -hmm. and then they can do whatever the fuck they want and no one ever tells them no and I feel like Jordan Peele might be getting there because I felt like he got he was making this movie and he was like oh it's about Hollywood do you know what else I hate about Hollywood TMZ and also like snooty white male auteurs like Wes Anderson <laughs> snubbed him in a hallway once and he decided to make this movie like it just didn't jive with the rest of the movie and then I feel like you know, if this had been Jordan Peele's first movie, someone might have been like, hey, this doesn't like this part of the plot, like doesn't make any fucking sense. Don't do it. But right. because now he's Jordan Peele, you're like, yes, amazing, beautiful, wonderful. And so we ended up with like this kind of bloated movie. And the same thing happens to like Christopher Nolan in his six hour movies or like Zack Snyder in his <laughs> 16 hour movies or like, you know, Tim Burton who, and, and like the people who's who's who used to got really famous for making really good tight movies. And then now because they can just do whatever the fuck they want, because everybody just loves them so much. They don't know when to reel it back. And I'm, yeah. I'm a little worried. Jordan Peele really needed to reel this back a little bit because it stopped. It's not that it was a bad movie, but it stopped being a cohesive horror movie. And then yes. it just wasn't it wasn't particularly scary. It was very action packed. And then like an action movie has unnecessary complications so you can have more action. And that's kind of what happened here. Mm -hmm. Like that we needed the TMZ guys so we could have more riding out into the sunset. And we needed the director to do this so that the, the thing would come back and be angry and they'd have to chase it around a bunch. Like it just, it felt like they were like, we need another action scene so put in another unnecessary complication if i'm watching a movie about with the rock in it like i'm expecting shit to constantly <laughs> go wrong so he could be climbing up this climbing down that and taking this you know taking off a shirt and doing whatever like i'm yeah. expecting that but if you're, <laughs> if you're giving me a horror movie 
that's not something that I expect to happen because that's just not part of the genre for a successful horror movie. It doesn't, it doesn't work out well. That's true. That's a good, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, I, you have a point there now that I'm thinking about it, like it being, I'm trying to think there, that happens sometimes where like something will be like, maybe it was just mislabeled almost, mm-hmm. which also tends to happen with like certain directors or certain even certain writers where like you think that everything that they do is going to be in this category and then it turns out no it's not it was mislabeled because this is a good movie but it's not a good horror movie mm-hmm. not at all like get out or us like those were both right very scary very horrifying yeah hmm. but it did it did have horrifying moments it did and i have to tell you something i am not really scared of aliens i'm not really scared of aliens but i am really scared of monkeys actually and so this (laughs) the gordy parts scared the fuck out of me and they it was one of those things where it is cgi and it's kind of bad cgi you know it looks but i actually am also equally frightened of bad cgi monkeys probably because of jumanji like so and and (laughs) I never want to be in a position where I see a real monkey interacting with a person because I think it's so scary and terrible because I, and I mean, they talk about how, you know, they're really kind of uncontrollable and they don't really do that in Hollywood anymore Mm -hmm. um, for that, for that exact reason. For that literal reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, not that, you know, somebody attacked someone on set, but just because they're uncontrollable, they're dangerous and it's not really ethical. Like it's all three. And so, uh, yeah, I, that whole scene with, with the, monkey going to like fist bump him under the table covered in blood (laughs) and like hunting down the people on the stage oh and then when we see for some reason i thought he was the only survivor but he wasn't the only survivor so the adults died because they're on the set of this sitcom where he's the jupe is the little adopted asian kid (laughs) and uh, he's just it's just the mix between john and kate plus eight plus short round like the two of them together as a character. Oh like yeah. The guy who plays uh, <laughs> uh who who recently got a resurgence in uh in in the uh oh gosh, what's that movie? The movie with Lucy Liu, you know, the the it's not really time travel, but it's a time t- like a time loop. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. <laughs> it won a bunch of awards. I haven't seen it yet because I'm a bad Asian. I don't know. It came out at an <laughs> awkward time. It I yeah, know. I don't know. It was supposed to be a Marvel movie. And then it had the time, it had, and then people that, you know, Marvel didn't want it because it didn't fit in their cinematic universe kind of thing. And then oh. it ended up being its own thing and it did really, really well. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, that, yes. Yes, Thanks. he was, so he was in that. But yeah, that, like, I really, I really liked the pastiche of Jupe's character. But yeah, so he, <laughs> The monkey goes off because balloons pop in like a birthday scene and yes. it kills the, the actress who plays the mother and it attacks the sister, but she doesn't die. Right. And then it kills the father, which was kind of a weird scene because the dude was like, fine. He was like hiding somewhere. And then he just like runs out for no reason. 
Right. I, <laughs> I, 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 my assumption was that it had gotten so quiet because it was pretty quiet that he thought, oh, maybe it's over. And then he sneaks down. And instead of being halfway down the steps, like, oh shit, the monkey's still here and running back up the stairs, he tries to like run past it. I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it was, kind of, it was kind of, his motivation seemed odd, but I really liked the scene of him running across and then the door swinging as he's getting beaten to death. Like yes. it shot that part was shot so well so well and then you know it kind of goes to to jeep and does like the fist bump that they're like his his trained his trained thing and then he it's gets shot and and it was kind of interesting because you know i was looking up different interpretations of the scene since it's such a beautifully shot scene and some people were saying you know it it might be like a dream sequence like maybe it was going to attack him but he thinks that he was chosen kind of like that this oh. is like an un jupe is kind of an unreliable narrator so he can't necessarily say that this was 100 percent what you know happened this is his memory of what happened where he's the one chosen one who doesn't get like attacked at all as opposed to him just being like quiet and complacent and managing to survive long enough but him thinking that he was chosen like to not be killed yeah. i'm sure has a major is like a major catalyst for him thinking this alien is not going to harm him absolutely like and, absolutely. and thinking that it's chosen well it's he thinks it's a ship full of aliens but still yeah. like he thinks that he's chosen by this group that they like it's it's almost like he doesn't it doesn't occur to him the only reason this alien keeps coming back is because you're a free meal <laughs> like it's a guaranteed yeah. it's guaranteed food at a particular time every day that's literally the only reason this thing is interested in you it doesn't actually care it doesn't actually like like you you were not chosen at all and it doesn't associate the food with you it just associates this place with food you know what yes. i mean yeah so yeah it was it was interesting i liked i really liked the thing about the eyes it didn't make a lot of sense because it's like how would it even see your eyes it's so far away it's so big where how does it see anything where are its eyes where are its eyes <laughs> <laughs> but i did like how consistent it was yes like it was pretty consistent even though like this you know it's one of the ones that if you think about it too hard it doesn't work out because like what if one person wasn't looking up at this you know starlight lasso thing yeah it's they it's, still would have got sucked up because they were all sitting together so that wouldn't mm -hmm. have worked for them it only works if it's only like one person not looking yes and we and we get further evidence of that like in the end end scene when it's like attacking and it like the reason it sucks up angel the i'm gonna call him the best buy guy because whatever his story but like the reason it sucks him up is not because he's looking at it but because one of those like inflatable dudes is face up and it technically is looking at the alien and he's just close by it goes to get the inflatable arm dude mm -hmm. and takes angel with it right because so the like, velocity of it sucking and so like it, that, yeah. that's not like that's not really like a perfect thing but it was very consistent with how it works one-on-one -on -one. like how how um OJ was able to use it to manipulate it. Mm -hmm. Everything like they, it. Once they established the rule, the rule worked really well for individuals. But it was kind of a weird thing to put when you had like a mass casualty event because then there's yes. nothing that one person could have done. You know, right? They would have been. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a literal tornado that just <laughs> also and also it doesn't. It didn't really work. I, I don't know what was that end scene, but when M 
it's like cut chasing her. She runs into a shed and it takes the roof off the shed yeah. to try to get to her. So like, I guess it also just depends on how pissed off it is. Yeah, that's true. If it's even gonna bother to like- If it'll follow its own rules. I mean, that blood vomit house was so cool and scary and oh, terrible. Oh my God. And I love that the blood stays. You know, you get to see the blood afterwards. Yeah, the house oh, is filthy. Yes, and when the film director comes and he's like, there's a shopping cart on your roof. <laughs> because the, like the, the alien is like so, it's so intelligent. Right? Like it hasn't been spitting up blood any other time. It didn't spit up blood at the beginning when their father was killed. Like it only was getting rid of things it could not digest, which makes sense. Like it's that, no, it spitting up blood was intentional. They fed it that fake horse and he was pissed off and like, you. I don't want you here. <laughs> like OJ gets to like Starlight Lasso and the thing's like, oh, there you are. And it's like literally chasing them. This is personal. <laughs> they started something they didn't know they were starting. <laughs> Just like, like I, it was so intelligent. And so like kind of, I'm not necessarily afraid of aliens either, but like I wholeheartedly believe that like there, there are other, like we can't possibly be it in all of the universe <laughs> like and that does scare me a little bit that there's going to be something out there that is smart enough to hide in a cloud like how who knows how long it had even been on our planet right oj says he's probably been staring at that cloud for like six months but that could just be that six months ago it was somewhere else in over a different state over a different farm like we have no idea and that is a little terrifying. It is a little spooky. <laughs> yeah. So she sped at this horse and it was pissed off and it was targeting them for the rest of the movie. It dropped that horse, that fake horse onto that, onto OJ's truck on purpose. It wasn't just like, you know what I mean? It didn't fall in the house with the rest of that shit. No, it waited for him to come back to the ranch to spit that horse back on him. <laughs> targeted. Terrifying. Anything else? Oh, I, I did enjoy Lucky being a really lucky horse. You know, sometimes I enjoy a little <laughs> obvious Lucky wordplay. Right? Lucky survives <laughs> the, the, the whole movie. <laughs> Lucky pops up this, this photo shoot. He doesn't get murdered. <laughs> they don't get <laughs> right? an acker. They can get to Jupiter. After and they Jupiter's all get I'm gonna feed you to this alien. He goes, no. <laughs> no, you you are not. Um, And then when um OJ comes like on the, is like on Starlight. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, and I like he realized yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that everyone else has been eaten or taken. And he's like, lucky. Like he's like, man, I ain't looking at you. Like, you see, I'm saving here. I'm gonna stay right here. <laughs> he's in his little box. Yeah. And then until OJ's getting flung around everywhere, and then he comes out and he's like, You good? <laughs> it's gone now. Now see, now we can go. Now we can leave. <laughs> I was extremely concerned when Lucky was in the truck. And then they drop that horse on on OJ. And so OJ and Best Buy guy <laughs> and this and M, you know, <laughs> get in, into in the Angel's car and flee. And I was like, yes. oh, Lucky. Oh my God, is Lucky okay? They <laughs> left him in that trailer, but they come back for him. He's okay. He's fine. He's hung out they do. for a while. He's all right. He's all right. Because when they and then when they finally come back and they open the door, he's like, Oh, y'all are back. Like he doesn't even seem upset. Yeah. He's okay. Like, he, he's, he's like, I am I have not been eaten by an alien, so. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Out here. We're good to go. I really, I did sort of like, I mean, the pacing isn't fantastic. Um, I think that's what keeps this from being like a pure action movie 
is that there's enough lull time with the pacing that it mm -hmm. doesn't really flow that way. But I did like the fact that they go and just hang out in Angel's apartment <laughs> for like a day and a half. And they're just like, I ain't going back. <laughs> they're just playing video games, getting high, eating some fast food, having yeah. a good time. <laughs> I, I thought the casting, obviously with, you know, Steve Young, but I thought every all of the casting was fantastic. You know, yes, uh, same. I really felt like OJ and M were siblings. They had such good sibling <laughs> energy. Like uh -huh. they they got along, but they bickered, but they loved each other. You know, they had like layers to it. Yeah, that I really liked. And I think the one thing that's kind of a difficult, you know, it's difficult to write sibling relationships properly because. What feels genuine in a sibling relationship is that, like, almost a level of resentment. Like, that's <laughs> a level of resentment. But then, you know, usually love and, 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 and loyalty and everything else. And I thought they did a really good job of showing that, like, layered resentment, where she was kind of resentful that he had been the golden child and gotten to do all of the training mm -hmm. and been really incorporated into the family business. And he was resentful that that came with so many responsibilities that she just never really had to worry about. Yeah. And so we got both of that. And I also liked that, you know, you get, we only get to meet his dad very briefly. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of flashbacks, but I actually kind of wish they'd cut those also. Um, I wish it had just been him like talking about it. I, Cause I, uh, okay. again, I felt like it, it messed with the pace where they were just like, here's a flashback scene for no reason. And they only do it twice. And mm -hmm. so it's not really, besides the like murder flashbacks with um, Juke. And I oh, just yeah. felt like I didn't need those flashbacks of words of wisdom from dad. Like <laughs> it, it, it wasn't necessary. Like he could have said, you know, dad told me X, Y, Z. It would have been quick. It would have been efficient for the storyline. Mm -hmm. And it would have been nice because it would have seen, we would have seen how much the father impacted him, I guess, more directly with his acting. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I didn't think those were necessary, but the brief moment that we get with the dad and how much, and what, how they talk about the dad and stories about the dad. Like when, when M tells the story about how, they took her horse away and you can mm -hmm. tell that she had just never really been invested in the business ever since. Right. Um, because they, they promised that she could train jean jacket. And then when he got a Western and he needed a horse like that, he took it away immediately because, mm -hmm. and it made sense because they were building up the business. He needed the, the work, but she felt betrayed personally. Right. Yeah. That, um, he had both the horse wrangling talent and the charisma Whereas M has the charisma and OJ has the horse wrangling and they only yes. got one. And they really do need to work together, but they're not used to working together, which is why it's been unsuccessful so far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were a lot of, like on a second watch. So if you've mm -hmm. never, if for those of you listening too, if you've only seen this movie once, watch it again. Cause there were so many, there are so many well-placed clues that obviously you wouldn't know were clues until like after, until after you've watched us, like watched it around one time, uh, just like different things they say, or like the very first time Em and Jupe are outside in the daylight. And it's really fast. Like the camera's like panning past 
not jupe m and oj are outside on the ranch and like the camera's just panning past oj it, it's, it's not even something to focus on but the cloud the cloud is literally the only cloud in the back of this like 0.5 second just like you could if you had blinked you would have missed it and i was like oh my god there's a cloud because now i know what i'm looking at mm. like there were so many of those that just make like like that's why Jordan Peele is such a good director because like yeah <laughs> you go back and you're looking like you're not you're not looking for the clues or any sort of things like that but they're just like right there for you to see and it's like I could have seen it all along I just didn't know what I was looking for so I do I do still love that like this is not my favorite of his like get out for me is still it's just so peak it's so peak it's still it's still the best one like I know a lot of us when us came out straight like that one's their top no get out is still I, I enjoyed us, but yes, Get Out is untoppled. Unstoppable, yeah, it's still the top for me. Um, if you haven't already, Kat, because I know you love trivia, and everyone listening, if you haven't, uh, reading the true story of who Gordy is based off of is like, I got, I got to tell you. <laughs> oh my God, tell me. Oh my God. What? Yeah, so there really was a, tri- a chimp, like a Hollywood chimp. Uh, his name was Travis. Uh, his owner was named Sandy Harold, and he didn't attack on set. However, like several reputable magazines wrote about it in, it happened in 2000, ooh, 2009, I think. I might be getting my year wrong. But essentially, Travis, 14-year-old chimpanzee, had been living with this woman. To, he would go, like, be on set, like, use him for commercials, use him for TV shows, all that sort of thing. And one day, like, she, they're at home. And a friend of hers named Sharla comes over with her daughter and everybody's kind of cool and hanging out. And Sharla like picks up like a tickle me Elmo or something like that. And Travis just loses his shit. And like, no one dies, but like Sharla's face, she is horribly disfigured. Like nose, ear. So like in the movie, at the when we see that like when she's at the at the thing and the veil pulls up and you see her Charlotte doesn't look that bad but like that's the monkey thing. essentially Ooh, was like eating was her so face scary when she shows up in the veil and I was like oh shit I thought she was dead and the veil flutters <laughs> in the wind and I was like <gasps> and you're like whoa because she doesn't have any lips and her teeth are just Ugh. but yeah so um Travis the chimpanzee it's a true story <laughs> I'm Gordy. so scared of monkeys this is probably why I don't know this I probably like <laughs> instinctually shut down when whenever like I will skip the primate house at every zoo <laughs> if you let me if you go with me I will I will go through it reluctantly but I, <laughs> I am allowed on my own recognizance I will skip the, the primate house at all times I do not like monkeys they freak me out I, I think we should, you know, conserve them in the <laughs> wild far, far the fuck away from me. Like, <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm, I don't <laughs> like them. Maybe if you give me, like, I can accept a tiny lemur with a really long tail because then they don't quite look like monkeys and I'm okay with that. But I just don't, I don't like them. Maybe it's like an uncanny valley thing. I've just never liked them. I think they're weird and scary. I don't like them. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But like, it was, it was such a bad attack that like, she had to kill him to like stop the attack. It Jesus. Was, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's there are pictures of her like after she's he it's it oh, was no. it was bad. It was <laughs> I yeah. don't like this. I'm gonna he have was, 
nightmares because chimps are so he was 14 years old five feet tall 240 pounds shit like shit. i wouldn't even know how that's how a killed. full fucking human sized <laughs> that's human size. i'm five oh six he was five feet tall 240 pounds at the time of the attack yeah wild but he was a hollywood chimp and so he is like the catalyst for Oh shit! For them to stop using the chimps. Well, why they don't use chimps? Yeah, because imagine if imagine if that had been on set. It was unprovoked. It was literally an unprovoked attack. Charla was someone he had met several times before. Like this was not like a strangers in our house. I got to protect. But no, it was someone who had he had seen hundreds of times. Like his, Sandy, his owner, and Charla had been friends for like decades. Like, and he just decided like fuck her. <laughs> like, just- <laughs> Yeah, oh. terrifying, terrifying. I re- I read so many articles about that chimp after this movie came oh. out. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It's real? I gotta know. I gotta know. I read every word. So see, that's a that's a horror movie all on its own. Uh, uh, don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm good. <laughs> I don't skip the primate house of the zoo, but I also just don't get close to the glass. That's fair. That's fair. I don't need you to know. be. I can see you over there. <laughs> so if you haven't looked it up, anyone, look up Travis. Travis the chimpanzee. Or don't, because I won't. Or don't, because or don't. Because <laughs> if you Google it, you will in fact get pictures of Charlotte's face, and it's. I feel no. so bad for that woman. Like, ugh. oh god, not as scary as in the movie, but still, but still scary, still yeah. incredibly scary. I don't like it. Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, I liked that. You know what? I appreciate Jordan Peele deciding he wanted to branch out and make a western, and I support him. You know? Yeah. Because we have, you know, a family trying to save the farm. <laughs> By getting the pictures and, and selling the pictures of this of this uh, thing that's threatening the livestock, like it's very much a western. You know, they bring in <laughs> unlikely allies with the filmmaker and the best guy, best by guy who yeah. acts like every guy I've ever known who works as like what 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 did they what do they call it like the genius bar or whatever? Yes, yes, yes. If you've ever talked to a person who works that, it's the low-level box store chain tech guy they all talk like that where he's like (laughs) super snotty and then crazy overshares and then decides your best friends immediately immediately except (laughs) he's hot like that was that's that's new yeah that's true except except he was hot that's true when he called the first time he calls and he's like hey there's a praying mantis on the camera she's like excuse me um, we specifically said <laughs> that you could not watch the cameras. <laughs> I mean, good thing he was, but still. Yes, yes. <laughs> Unlikely allies, but yeah, I, I, I did. I did enjoy the western part of it and how they kept tricking the monster into like eating things with the flags and then yes. the barbed wire fence and stuff. Like I thought was very clever, you know. I'm shocked that that well camera took pictures as well as as sharply as it did. Like those are same. Five D, like yes, yes, they are <laughs> million HK pictures. Like goddamn, this guy had 
this guy had NASA level photography as well. <laughs> right? Because it's not like there's a zoom. No, it is crisp. <laughs> you can see every crap, every piece of that of that creature. When it unfurled, I would have my soul would have left my body right at that moment. Just like when do? it was when it was just like a space saucer looking cowboy hat thing. I was like, oh, that's kind of scary. It opened up i was like oh no oh no Mm-mm. no no we're not doing that don't unfurl and then turn into now you have a mouth what is this <laughs> it was a scary jellyfish it was a was scary upset. sky jellyfish it was i was upset <laughs> i like that they poofed it i guess the I bits are all i guess it's bits are across the countryside now <laughs> you know how you always have questions after a movie ends that are, they're never going to get answered it's fiction but I was like how I was trying to figure out like mathematically where will these bits fall they're like drifty. on they're going to float because they're like he's floaty and drifty like how far away will these bits float will someone just come out to like a big piece of like fabric on their on their right, and then like, what's the texture here is it like a balloon is it organic is it is it like a stingray like what is this texture i wanted to know what oh, is I this know. texture oh i yeah. know acquiring minds they want it to know. poofs and there's like a dust and i was like is that dust poisonous should we all be wearing masks now like what i had so many questions <laughs> i did have questions i did i i did like the last shot of OJ on the horse with the dust going by. That was very, very Western. Yes. And all the anime nerds loved Kiki Palmer's Akira slide. I, so that was, that was, was all you heard about for like two straight weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Was that bike in the Akira? And I was like, oh, yep. There you go. Just for you, anime nerds. I mean, because Jordan Peele's a nerd himself. Yeah. I mean, he he said he 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 based some of the the later freakier versions of the uh, creature off of like Evangelion. So mm-hmm. nerd, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> we mean that lovingly. We love it. We <laughs> We're speaking about our own people. So <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. I it, you know I actually if. If they were trying to say something about like auteurs and and video with the one guy, the video guy, you know, yeah. director guy, I almost wish that they had shown the footage and the fo- footage just been shit. <laughs> because there's sometimes there's only like one point where we get to see his camera's point of view, and he literally gets like a corner of it as it's like swooping by. He doesn't yes. even get it in frame. Nope. And so I actually thought what we were gonna get was that he was like, "Yeah, here's the video," and then it's some like weird artsy because all, all the times <laughs> that we see him doing video, he's like editing footage of eyeballs, shit, like yes. where he would just make something totally unusable, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Okay." Well. But instead, he just gets eaten with the stuff. Like I don't know. I I I thought it just was a little random. It was a little. Yes, it was a little because... do a sex machina. Like oh, I've got it on film, so now I have to eat myself into the monster kind of thing. I've got to get the shot and then do what with the shot because the can even if the monster like re- like spit back out that camera footage like every other organic material, it's not going to survive the trip through the monster. <laughs> like it would just be unusable i yeah and i just didn't like i didn't like his whole like opening talk with m because i felt like 
I felt like we're supposed to like like him, not necessarily love him as a character like Angel, but like feel like he's an ally. We're supposed to feel like he's an ally. You know what I, I guess. mean? Even yeah. if it's just because he's amused by them, he does like help them because he's the mentor character from a Western, right? You know, he's yeah. that he's that type. But I just I intensely disliked him from I didn't really care about him in the photo shoot. He doesn't really do anything or like the movie shoot or whatever that, that the yeah, horse fucks up. The like, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't really do much except that, sit there and be sarcastic. But in the phone call, when M calls him and does the pitch. You know, there are ways that he can reject her that I would have accepted. And there were, you know, a couple of ways that he could have done done that. And he could have been very dismissive. He could have just not believed her or whatever. But he does this like, oh, and you chase fame, girl. You know, you're just always going to be chasing that dream and you'll never catch up <laughs> kind of shit. And I was like, first of all, that doesn't make any sense for anything. And And also, I really, I think this is, I'm very sensitive to it because I just watched like a deep dive two hour video on like Tim Burton. But <laughs> but it, it, that like rich, famous, well-respected movie maker who thinks that they're some kind of like wise, hardworking outsider shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was very much that where he's like, look, oh, I'm famous and rich and well-loved and everything I turn touch, touch turns to a Oscar. But you shouldn't live this life. It's a bad <laughs> life. Kind of thing, and right? I, it's just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, but like, I mean, like, even when he he's like, I do one for them so I can do one for me. It's like he thinks that his life is such a hardship, it's so rough. Yeah, being this well respected, wealthy director, <laughs> but it doesn't get the focus that I need for it to acknowledge itself as a proper parody. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, like he just kind of makes these one off lines, and they're like, "Okay, well, you're gonna come shoot this alien, though, right?" And he's like, "Yeah," like you know, it just it, it, <laughs> it's it's like a complete non sequitur. And I I wanted them to focus if they were gonna have this guy, and they were gonna have him represent kind of like what's wrong with the. Hollywood auteur, because I, I do, I feel like this was a chip on on Jordan Peele's shoulder, where Jordan Peele is basically an auteur, you know, he is, mm-hmm. has, is so hands-on on all of his stuff. Um, it has that Jordan Peele distinctiveness right from the jump, you know, but he doesn't get the same respect as like Wes Anderson does. Yeah. You know, because he makes genre films and because he's black, <laughs> obviously. And so he's probably, I felt like he he tried to include this character as a way to kind of jab back, but then he, I mean, it's it gets lost in the sauce. There's just so much stuff going on in this movie. It's just, I felt like that was a different parody. Like that section should have been saved for a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was basically it. Yeah, that was. Nope. Nope. Also love, it's the one of the few times I've ever been excited to hear the title as dialogue in the movie. <laughs> Typically, I hate that, but every time one of them would be like, nope, <laughs> not doing that. Turn it around. It's also so Black of us. This is like, when, nope. when he's in that truck and he opens the door, he looks up and he closes that door. And his face doesn't even change. Just like, oh, I'm not doing that today. When he's in the barn, and what we know later is the is Jupe's kids dressed up as aliens. But like, and he like sees them, like one of them starts to come at him. 
nope, I'm backing out of here. I'm leaving this room. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna... I did wonder when that scene happened, I was like, where do these kids get matching alien uniforms, costumes, yeah. you know? And then we find out later it's because it's part of the merch line. And I was like, you yes. know what? That's clever. That was a clever Because his father's been, his father just imagined what the aliens looked like. Because he, even though he thought it was a ship, full of other beings he had never seen one of them before so he was just like making this up i was like oh okay all right also another hindsight thing the number of times you hear him saying to someone off to the side oh yeah come friday to this family and friends this family and friends preview and i'm like oh shit (laughs) like the first time when OJ and M get there and they're like walking into his, like walking towards his office, you hear his wife on the phone, like selling, not selling, but like clearly trying to get like the media to come out to this event. And I was like, oh my God, you're just, y'all just really, I was like, oh, that's the family and friends preview is I'm going to introduce the world to aliens, but (laughs) jokes on me. (laughs) Yes. It was, it was set up really cleverly. It was set up really cleverly. Just, mm. could you imagine if M and OJ had gone? No, no. because they would have noped out immediately. They were like, what the hell are you doing with our horse? What, what the fuck? Get my horse on this block. What you mean something came to you 613? What? <laughs> and the second that the, the thing came, they would have run to a barn or something. They wouldn't have sat there getting sucked No, because they, 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 they already would have known. <laughs> even if they didn't know. Even if they had just come and been like, what does he do? What is this fool doing with our horse? Like... <laughs> They would have. The first time it peeked out that cloud. Yes, they would have run off and hit the barn and survived, and then got their horse, and then be like, "We're we're gonna go now." No, (laughs) it would have been exactly the same thing that happened when OJ showed up afterwards, in the (laughs) aftermath. Like they would have been all right, because everybody in that audience besides Steve Young was white. Yep. And I felt that was very, very (laughs) deliberate, and I enjoyed that. (laughs) Everybody was like, "Nope." Not me, not going. <laughs> All right. All right. That was Nope. Yeah, Nope by Jordan Peele. For those of you who like Jordan Peele's things that he does, including Key and Peele, because he's also horrifically funny to be he someone is. who has such a twisted brain. Um, as of the day that we're recording this, um, he has a book coming out in about a month. He didn't write it. He edited it, but it is all horror short stories by like some very important, all of the authors are black and brown people. Well, I think all the authors whose names I know are black and brown people. (laughs) I have not looked up the other authors to see what what they are, but I feel like it's probably just knowing Jordan Peele and kind of his Mm. whole thing. I'm pretty confident that they're all black and brown authors. Hey, maybe we should yes. do an episode. Maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. And if we do, you can listen to it on our Patreon. Yeah, you should subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird when we say it like that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, but we do do bonus content like like that on our Patreon. Uh, so, you know, check us out if you want to hear a little bit more in between yeah. episodes. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.